back to another episode of the Melanated Homeschoolers. I am your host, Eric Williams. And tonight, let's just divvy up a few things. One of the things we seem that we can't ignore is the social justice issues. Uh, how do we explain these things to our children, make them feel safe in an already chaotic time? How do we explain to them that the people that we're showing them that they're are out to protect them actually the ones harming them? How do we let them know that we don't want a few individuals as representative of the entire group of people, whether that's professional, racial, and things of that nature. So, they were doing a commercial the other day. It was actually on PBS for a documentary coming up. And one of the images that came across was the Ku Klux Klan. My son says, who are those kid people in the hoods? And at first glance, I didn't, I didn't see the commercial. And I said, oh, that's the commercial with the Ku Klux Klan. And I had to explain to him that that's just a group of people who don't like people because of their race. They don't want people to know who they are. And that if people aren't strong enough to show you who they are and they have to hide, then what they're saying isn't really that important to start with. So he kind of got it, understood it that way. So I guess there's a few lessons there as to one, don't let images frighten you. And two, if you're going to stand up for something, be bold enough to represent it and represent it proudly and with authority. So there's a few issues there now I was able to kind of get across with that. Because kids don't always understand the bigger scope of things, but they do understand when something is different and something is not right. It just is something innate within all of us. So that was that was a little interesting because I didn't expect him to pick that scene out of all the things in the commercial. But everyone rallying and chanting. But then also I realized he's sees people chanting and screaming all the time on the news from the time he's been born. It's in the era of the Black Lives Matter movement and in the era of people rioting in China and the world news and 24-hour news cycles and things of that nature. So a lot of times, me and his mom are very protective and guided of what they see on television. They're not allowed to watch a lot of things. They don't watch movies just because the movie's rated G. They don't automatically get to watch it. We screen it first. So a lot of times we find ourselves watching PBS. No plug there. I'm not getting checked. Or news. And then we noticed that even the news was like, okay, can't even watch the weather now. Because they're showing people being smoke bombed in, in China and Asia. And they're showing people marching through the streets, punching each other out in Virginia. So we realized that for him to see someone hiding under a mask was a new phenomenon for him. And that harking back to something that I thought was a little more normal for my age group based on what my mom experienced growing up in the South in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. So we realized that people are now bolder in the, in the things that they want to scream and shout for. But we have to also explain that everyone has a voice, everyone has a right to express how they're feeling. That does not also give you an entitlement to be angry at people and mistreat people because you oppose a certain view. And we explained to him that a lot of times when you speak to someone, if you speak to them long enough, you'll see that you have way more in common than you don't have in common. For example, I told him you and your brother both like Transformers. You both 
have a difference of opinion of who your favorite Transformer is, but you both like Transformers. You both like superheroes, even though you don't agree on who your favorite superhero is. But he's still your brother, you can still love him, even though you don't like every single thing that he likes the same way he likes it. So that's, I thought that was pretty interesting. and Just a little introspective moment for that moment. Now, back to another homeschooling quote-unquote narrative, I guess, is that we're starting to see more of what our kids' interest is from our younger son. I said, our older son, if you've been following the podcast, again, thank you for listening. If you're new to the podcast, my older son's wanted to be a baker, pastry chef, since he's been about three years old. He's just turned eight. So that's his consistent thing. He's been starting to write out his own recipes now and put them in a book. That's something we'll work on a little bit more structure where I was down the line. But right now he gets his ideas and we go let him write them down, his mom says. However, you got to know your measurements. So we got a book on measurements, a workbook to work on that. If you're telling someone to use a cup of flour, why is it a cup? How much is a cup? You want half a cup? By a certain things only need a teaspoon, things like that. So even within the realm of him enjoying his things and his hobbies and interests, there's always lessons you can learn and slide in there. And my youngest son, he's into engineering now. Once he realized what he was doing with his <coughs> Lego creations, he's always making something out of Legos, houses, transformers, cars, and and devices that shoot this and they flick this across the room and fly this projectile half of which not supposed to be doing but he's a kid he can't his mind goes and he just follows it explain that that's engineering it's architecture so now he wants to do an engineer do engineering he goes on the computer and i want to do engineering games i want to do engineering games he wants to get books on engineering so now it's kind of like okay now we found your niche you found what you like as long as you want to do it we'll keep doing it you get to the point where you're like no that's not for me don't want to do it how that tied in was he was he was doing his math homework he didn't want to do it he said he was bored I'm thinking okay obviously you're bored because you've been doing this since last year you know how to subtract but he just did not want to do it what is this how do I do this and I'm like you know how to do this in your sleep you've been doing this since last year but he was bored so what I explained to him was if you want to be an engineer you're going to have to do math and it's going to be a lot more sophisticated than this he was like really so the math is boring I said no this part is boring that you don't like now but when it gets closer to doing what you want to do and you get to build your buildings and your projects it'll be a lot more interesting and that kind of put the light bulb in his head oh okay no math is cool math is good I think I'll do my math he still fiddle faddle with it a little bit then by the time we came home he wanted to watch Arthur and I said well you know you can't watch anything until this math homework is done Five minutes later, I'm done. Had all the answers right. So, kids just need just need an encouragement, not necessarily chastisement. And again, they'll do it in their own time. And he has to get it done by the day, unless it's just not something that's feasible for him to get the lesson taught correctly. Like he has another lesson that they wanted him to do today on his on lineage and heritage, but. We weren't going to have enough time to break it down between both sides of his family, explaining our roots and where we come from to get it done in a process. And I feel like we were rushing him through it. So we'll do that tomorrow, most likely. <laughs> because 
that's one of the purposes of homeschool is that you want to be able to give them the lesson in a form and a time and a structure that they're actually grasping the knowledge like as opposed to being in a crowded classroom with 15 kids and classes only 30 minutes long you got to get everyone down and settled and then you got to pass out all the equipment and get it done five minutes later the kids like wait I, did, I, I haven't done anything you don't want you want them to feel like that. You want them to be able to learn the experience, something they'll remember, something they'll actually grasp the knowledge and the confidence. Of. So whenever we feel like there's something he needs to do and it's just not going to be done right, we just put it to the next day. And one project we're working on, I'm sure it might sound cliche to everyone here. They're like, "Oh, everyone does this in science." But <laughs> my oldest son, like I said, his birthday he just turned eight. He got a um, lava, a National Geographic lava lab kit. So we've been working on that. Silly me. I was like, hey, we can do it on your birthday. His mom was like, no, it's too cold in the garage. Can't do it that day. So we, we put it to the next day. It actually ended up being the day after that before we started it. And it actually is a two-day project because you have to wait for the elements to dry. And you got to make sure it's secure and the steps are done right before you do it. So, again, another, another uh, project that you don't want to rush through and just do it for the sake of the excitement of doing it. You want to get them to learn it and make sure it's done right. Because it also came with a booklet that explains the different parts of a volcano. Ash, what causes the platelets to move and the things like that. What causes volcanoes. Why they can be dangerous. Why they're also exciting. So, when you're, when you're doing your homeschool, you kind of want to pull out every element that you can that your child would get knowledge from and enjoyment from because most times when kids remember something it's because they enjoy doing it and it'll push them towards doing it later down the line if it's a project they enjoy because they hated it they're going to be less apt to follow it later they'll be like oh man we did that and it was horrible I'm not doing that again when if the tables are just turned on your weighted or presented a different way you might enjoy it and, and figure and explore it out more down the line and another thing that I've learned to do myself is when something is on that you know they're interested in, redirect them. Stop stop what we're doing and take a few minutes just to check it out. I was washing dishes and Nova was on. I'm a Nova fan. I've been watching it since I was a kid. I'm in my 40s now. So I watched it, not really putting it on for them, but watching it for me while I watched the dishes. And they were talking about the solar system cosmic explosions and my son said what does stuff blow up in space and I was like yeah come check it out so they stopped what they were doing and we watched that for about 15 to 20 minutes and they they learned new terms some of which I couldn't explain because I'm not an astrophysicist as much as I like it that's not my niche I mean I watch Neil deGrasse Tyson but I'm no expert but it was just a chance to, for them to check it out maybe that may be the expert in five to six years who knows but Sometimes you just have to take a moment and just because it's not necessarily on script or it's not even something you thought of getting to show them or present them if the opportunity comes and and it presents itself that you can stop and shift, go for it. Check it out. It might be something that they like. If it's something they don't like, you can just go let them do what they were doing. Watch your show and wash your dishes. I mean, (laughs) that's one of the good things about being homeschooled is that you can get your own things done and your kids can still do their own thing under guidance without you having to worry about what they're doing while you're off at work or or things like that. Homeschool generally works around your schedule with your children. So that was something I thought was pretty neat that I was able to just get a few minutes while watching something I like turned into being something that they liked also. So 
that, that's always good when you get to do that. So one of the things that we that we try to focus on here and that I like to put through my through my podcast here for other homeschoolers, my advice, my experience. Again, I'm no expert. I didn't write a book. I don't have have the, the holy grail in any of this. I'm just a black man trying to get his kids through. Is to let your kids pick the path. Let your kids follow your kids' guide. Don't be so quick to tell them no or tell them no. Don't do it this. See what they want and why they want it. Most times if a kid's interested in something or he's asking something, it's a reason behind it. Stop. Take the time out to heck and just say, hey, what do you want to do today? What do you want to work on today? And give them options. What, what we do a lot of times is we'll just find things and we'll buy it not even for now, even for later. Like I said, we had the cookbook with the formulations for the measurements we bought that last year he didn't really need it till this year when he wanted to write his notebook and his notebook and recipes but we knew eventually that's his interest that's something we we knew he would get to that way we have it on deck so and that honestly that book cost us one book at target one bucket target so it's not always about being pricey it's not always about having this big expensive million dollar library for them it's just about picking up resources as you come along or if someone recommends something, even if you don't don't like it at the time or think you might use it, try it out anyway. Hold on to it. You might you might need it later. And again, with the libraries opening back up, that's also been a good resource for us. Out where we live at, the libraries opening back up. They're open for in in visits inside the building, although we haven't let them go in like they explore like they used to because they're just too touchy. They touch everything, so. We haven't let them in there, but it's a chance for me and their mom to browse and see what's out there. Or if they have openings, eventually down the line, they'll start having the classes again. And we'll always be on the lookout for the classes your library are, give, are giving. Even if it's not your immediate town, if it's one town over, two towns over, sometimes it's worth the trip. We've taken them to the library that was two towns over at that time we actually live in the town now but it was two towns over at the time and they got to see a live owl they got to see a live owl pet an owl they got to pet all these different exotic animals and it was free it was at the library it didn't cost us a penny we just had to sign up and they sent us the email to when the, when the uh, event took place and we showed up so everything that dollar budget for those who have a million dollar budget and want to spend a million dollar budget hey congrats kudos go for it but everyone does doesn't always have time or even the mind frame to have a personal tutor come in and do everything hands-on for them for you with a phd doctor to come knock on your kid's door at five years old and teach them or even the high school level and one of the things I, I have noticed is that if you just get on the mailing list, get on the email list, resources are always flooding in. And again, I'll honestly say 80% of the time it's not anything that you want to do. But if it's someone that you know who's homeschooling or someone you know who's thinking about homeschooling, you can forward it to them. Or just keep the list because that 20% that you do like, it'll be worth it. <clears throat> and also, I, I recently saw an article just to shift gears a little bit here about a 14 year old kid who wants to work at NASA and become an engineer at 14 and already headed to college 
And one thing I noticed is a lot of the the children that I've seen who've been in college early, especially in the black community, are often homeschooled individuals. And I'm not sure why that is. I'm still reading up a little bit to see what that phenomena is. And I don't know if it's the structure of public schooling or if it's the schedule of the public schooling as far as the academics and that they're not challenging the children or if the homeschoolers are just fitting more into their schedule how they're doing it. But I found that pretty fascinating that oftentimes when you look at the children in the black community anyway, who are in college early, like teenagers in college, freshman year, 16, 14, 15 years old, they're often homeschooled individuals. So I thought that was pretty neat that that something about homeschool just gives our community a, a head start on a lot of things that they want to achieve so again that's just my thoughts for tonight thanks for listening to me blabber on and give you a little bit of what I know a lot of what I don't know but again we're all in this together thanks for listening if there's anything that might cross your mind or that I said hopefully you can take it and run with it and again peace and love Blessings and light. Thanks for listening. Eric Williams, have a good night.